Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When I last saw John Wright, uh, he was uh, chipping away quite manfully at the happy hour buffet in a hotel in Bangalore and uh, doing a man-sized job of it as well. So it uh, be nice to catch up with him back on New Zealand soil uh, and find out how successful his last uh, little trip to uh, India was. John Wright, good morning to you. Morning, Smitty. Righty, you're back in New Zealand, and I just, uh, I, just for the people listening, tell me why you're in India, what you were doing in India, and, and how successful it was this time around. Uh, well, I've worked with the Mumbai Indians uh, since 2013. I coached them for a couple of years, and uh, then uh, Ricky Ponting took over, and uh, they wanted me to stay part of their franchise setup. So I have a role which... Um, basically means I watch uh, a lot of cricket, um, mainly in India. Uh, it's mainly focused on Indian young domestic players uh, who are coming through their first-class system, um, but also, you know, players that might be emerging in different parts of the world uh, that we'd be interested in signing um, for our franchise, the Mumbai Indians, when it comes to auction time, which is uh, coming up in December this year. And uh, there's an auction every year, and uh, it's important uh, that we get the right players. So we, we, we as a franchise um, spend quite a lot of time uh, putting work into what roles we want in our team and then which players might fit those roles. And um, because it's an auction, um, auctions can be uh, quite complicated because you can miss mm-hmm. the player that you want. And or the, the second player even that you want um, because we all operate under a, a price ceiling and then you've got to know perhaps who your third choice might be. So um, it's, um, it's been enjoyable. It keeps, keeps me in touch um, with cricket and particularly Indian cricket because I spent uh, five years of my life um, coaching them uh, back in the early 2000s. Righty, um, of interest um, to me and, and to a lot of people will be, you know, that some of the players that you have actually discovered um, on behalf of looking around, and one of them in particular terrorises most batsmen around the world by the name of Jasper Boomer. How did you come across Jasper Boomer? Well, I went up there, um, Neil Kumble, um got in touch with me, and, and, uh, and he was the mentor of our side, and I went up to as head coach, and the first thing I did was go to a, a domestic uh, T20 tournament. Um, there's 34 or 5 um, states, or maybe even 36. Um, so all the domestic tournaments uh, in limited overs, the 50 overs and the 20 overs competitions are p- played in sort of uh, areas where there's six teams at each each particular city. So this at this stage, I, was, I went to Ahmedabad, which is not too far from Mumbai, and um, that was the west zone. So I watched, um, by chance actually, I was watching the the finish of a game between Mumbai and Gujarat, and um, Mumbai were going to win, uh, 
But there was this fellow who came running in, and he bowled the last two overs of the innings, and he tried to bowl every delivery as a Yorker. And I distinctly remember one of them hit the, the, the footmarks of the bowler at the other end and went for four buys well over Patif Patel's uh, head. Uh, Patif Patel was a keeper, and I'd, I'd worked with Patif as a player. He was the captain of Gujarat and the wicketkeeper. And at the end of the game, I'd seen this kid bowling at quite a rapid pace, and I said to Pardiff, who is that bloke? And he said, oh, that's Boom. And I said, well, we, we had a discussion, and, and Pardiff is a very is a, is a great judge. He's someone I trust. I said, well, is he any good? Um, he said, yes, he is, John. And he was only 18 at the time, and I made a phone call through to our, our manager, Ralph Sangway, and said, look, I've seen this kid. Um, he looks a bit promising. So we signed him overnight because in those days you didn't have to go through the auction process. And um, when he joined us, um, we had a large squad. Um, we had our first practice down in Bangalore before our first game against RCB. And um, I, I got him to bowl against Sachin Tendulkar, who was our opening batsman at the time. And Sachin came out of the net, and I'll never forget it. He said to me, John, he said, um, who's that guy bowling over there? He said he's ever so hard to pick up. And that was music for me. And it, and it sort of went from there. Um, I mean, it's one thing looking and, and finding a, someone who's talented. But to be honest, the credit goes to the player himself. I mean, Boom has been with us since 2013. Um, he's played with Lassie Malinga. Uh, he's been coached by the very best. Uh, Shane Baum was his coach at Mumbai for uh, seven years. Uh, and he's taken time to develop. In the first year, he only played a game or two. Next year, pretty similar. Um, so it sort of started from there. Brilliant. It's an absolutely brilliant story and uh, of such a unique, a, a unique talent who uh, a lot of coaches would say, well, you can't bowl like that. I mean, you've got no future in the game with that ridiculous <laughs> well, setup. <laughs> I used to, I used to sit next to him on the bus when he was a young kid. There was um, um, an action Patel. They were both from the same city. They were young kids. They were eighteen, and I was the old bloke on the bus. So I used to sit next to him, and I never forget we were going somewhere, and I said, "Boom! How did you learn how to bowl?" And he said, well, John, he said, I, I watched television, he said, and, and everyone who got five wickets, I tried to copy his action. So that may explain um, why it's not exactly orthodox. It's a wonderful story, though. He's a great kid, really great person, yeah. and a good learner. Right, OK. Um, and, and of interest, actually, well, I was just reading about the, the IPL while we we're on that subject. It's pretty cutthroat. I see five of our guys, uh, Southie, Ferguson, Jamison, Allen and Bracewell, have had the chop. Williamson, Conway, Santner, Bolt and Phillips have been retained, which gives me another name, of course, uh, to throw in here. And uh, he's pretty topical in our text board this morning. And that's the name of Ruch and Ravindra on the fact that he was left out of our test side yesterday. What prospects um, from the outside looking in without giving too much away for Ravindra at this next auction? Well, he's he's got very good pro prospects, I would imagine. Um, he was a huge hit in India. You were there, Smithy. Um, you saw the reaction of the crowds, um, particularly in, in Bangalore, where he, his family originates from. And um, it will depend, in some respects, if two teams want him. As a player, you want 
to be um, needed by at least two teams, possibly three, and then of course once the bidding starts, you have something competitive and, and you're a bit like a piece of furniture. You can go up rather quickly if, if both teams really want you. But I would imagine with his performances in the last World Cup, which were sensational, and given the fact that he's young, he's Indian, and also he can bowl. Um, I didn't realise he'd been left out of the test team. I find that uh, very surprising. Um, I thought he would have um, played immediately after his performances in the World Cup. But anyway, that's another subject. But I, I, I envisage that... Um, he should do very well, and if it's not this auction, it will definitely be the next one. The first, this, this auction coming up in December, which is in Dubai, um, is a small auction. Sometimes the, some players, because it's a small auction, there's a, a, a lack of supply, uh, the prices can be really inflated. But I've no doubt that he's going to find a team uh, home with uh, one of the franchises at an IPL. He, he was a he was a big hit, and he, he looks a brilliant prospect. Righty, if, if you were uh, looking at him now in terms of, of a test match batsman, where would you bat him? Yeah. Where, where would you look to perhaps bat him uh, in our in our lineup? Well, I'd bat him in the first three. I, I mean, I'd, I, I, he's a young player, and, and if you look at the age uh, profile of the, of the Black Cats, for a start, um, I think you've got to think in terms of looking two or three years down the line. Now, the, our team is, is a fantastic team. They've done brilliantly well. Uh, their batting looks very strong, which is great because it's got to be competition for places. Um, but, you know, you've, you've got to give some consideration to, particularly in the five-day game, to start sort of thinking about, well... Who, who's going to be around for the next 10 years so you can start building again? Because that's uh, some of the issues that New Zealand will face because the age profile is, is, I think, most of the players are over 30. Now, some will be in the prime. And mainly, I think our batting lineup looks good. Our bowling uh, may, you know, there may have to be some younger guys coming on. But, you know, with, particularly with his performances um, on wickets that are going to turn and that he, he turns the ball himself. Um, I know Glenn Phillips did pretty pretty well um, overnight with, with three wickets, and he looks to be developing his offspin, but um, I, I'd probably look to bat him in the top three, find a place for him, um, you know, and, and go from there. Looking uh, at uh, what's going forward uh, from a New Zealand uh, point of view, Boxing Day Test Match uh, back in action uh, for us in the year 2026-27. Righty, and I I, want to bring up uh, this to you because you've played in in two uh, Boxing Day Test Matches and two of them where um, I think it's fair to say at the end of the day um, we felt a little bit hard done by the New Zealand side and and the second one, of course, uh, was the uh, McDermott LBW one which, uh, in fact, in the first innings you scored 99. Yeah, we've got some sort of bittersweet memories about that, that day, uh, Boxing Day 99. Um, but, uh, and, and particularly the way the test match ended, because um, uh, that looked pretty out from, from Gully, let alone find the stumps <laughs> where you were looking from. <laughs> um, and I, I think, um, 
And in the first test, um, we I mean, I remember getting to Boxing Day, I think it was 81, gosh, it's a long time ago, um, and we've been cleaned up in the first two tests in three days, and there was a huge sign saying, all I want for Christmas is a five-day test. And, um, <laughs> to be honest, we took it into the fifth day. We just needed a little bit more time, and we would have got it if that uh, wretched umpire had, who um, large can actually uh, gloved Jimmy Higgs, who was ducking the ball, and it went through to Warren Lees. And I think he was given not out because it was intimidatory bowling. It was unbelievable, which cost us a couple of hours and we couldn't win the match. So uh, let's hope uh, let's hope we... I, I think, Smitty, for me, you know, you've got to look at a, a series like that in two years down the track. And they're the guys that I think we enjoy beating the most. Um, the English are pretty fun and it's great beating anyone. But it's... I don't think there's any better feeling in cricket anyway for a New Zealander to beat Australia on their own soil. And and that's, you know, if I was putting my coaching hat on, I'd be looking at that test series and saying, right, now, what do I think my team is going to be at that stage? And I'd be working towards that over the next two years because, you know, that's how they can take this, the, you know, their success even higher, beating Australia and Australia, which is something that um, I think every Kiwi really loves. Well, you've done it as a um, you've done it as a coach, so you know exactly what uh, <coughs> how it's supposed to, to to unfold. Of course, with uh, with Ross Taylor and Hobart, so you know exactly what's required there. Roddy, I, I just wonder if uh, you know with the the increasing schedules and burdens on players and playing time, etc. Um, you're in a good position. I mean, you're heavily involved still, as you've just mentioned, with the IPL. You've just witnessed um, periods of a World Cup in India, and you still, of course, love Test cricket. So still room for all three, uh, healthily, do you feel? Um, I think, personally, the administrators, and, and I, I don't have a lot of faith in administrators, to be honest, but I think commercially, uh, franchise cricket is, is probably going to go stronger. Um you know, the Mumbai Indians, we, we have teams um, now all over the world, um, and it will draw on players, uh, and so there will be a scenario where the, uh, the ICC or whoever's running world cricket will have to work out exactly what time frames are available um, to fit their cricket in, and, and, you know, it may well go the way of, of, of football. We have... Uh, club football and you take uh, the Premier League where players play for their clubs um, they get a lot of money um, which is which is great for the players um, you know to be able to build a house at the end of your career is, 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 is quite important um, and then they go away at certain time periods to play for their countries and I think I'm a big fan I hope the test cricket is really really um, you know takes precedent but then you've also got the opportunity, I mean, I know England complained about not playing enough 50-over cricket, but we've just had a fantastic 50-over competition. And, and very soon next year, I think there's going to be a, a, another T20 World Cup. So they just have to work out, you know, exactly where it fits because you will find that um, in some cases, uh, players or even boards may take their franchise cricket uh, and, and put that 
fire than you know other areas of the world. So it's going to take some some good communication between um, various boards and various franchise competitions to work out what's ultimately uh, important and best for the game, and most important, what's best for the fans. Because really, the fans are the ones that that you know that the, the people that watch it on the television, and um, that's where your money comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, great catching up with you, mate, and thanks for... Uh, Freddie, can I ask story. you one question? Yes, you can, John. Well, I just wanted to know, um, you're considered by many uh, to be one of the best uh, commentators and television uh, pundits uh, in commentary um, in the world, and, and uh, when are we going to hear you back in New Zealand, mate? Because um, <laughs> I, I, it was such uh. a joy listening to you. Um, during the World Cup, I, I, as a Kiwi, I really enjoyed that, and it'd be great to hear you on behind the mic back here. Well, righty, I can tell you right here and now, I'm going to in about two weeks. I'm going to be uh, working for Fox in Australia for five Test matches, which means I'll be coming back to New Zealand on Fox Television uh, between Australia and Pakistan and Australia and the West Indies. And when I come home from that, I shall be joining the SCNZ Radio commentary team. There you go. So um, well, my voice will be there, but my my ever increasing my ever increasing um, body shape will not be seen uh, on television in New Zealand. Uh, I I don't know why they they're going in different directions uh, these days. I think um, I think they missed the boat when they didn't sign Simon Dole, To be perfectly honest, but uh, they didn't. So they're, they're going their own way. And good luck to them. Good luck to them, mate. Well, but I thanks for your concern. You will. You might even get an invite to join us, Righty. We'll, we'll put your name. I've got your name. I've got your name. I've got your number. Just wait for the phone to ring. <laughs> I, I, I quite like the sound of uh, J.G. Wright and J.V. Coney on radio together. Now there's a, now there's a combo.